Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Now podcast, episode 85, and we are rocketing along. And we got some, I'm joined, sorry, let me start. I'm joined with Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth, co-host. How are we, guys? Great, Nick. Yeah, Todd? pretty good, Nick. <laughs> Going well, Todd? You enjoying yeah. the, the Zoom experience, Todd? Oh, you know, yeah, no, maybe. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Guys, we've got some breaking news tonight. We have got some breaking news. And when I use the term breaking news, I use that very loosely on the Talk About podcast. <laughs> but this man, Simon Travellini, can confirm the turd or no turd. fear. <laughs> no fear, yep. Number one, the fastest Toyota Camry in the world. Quick, quickest world. and fastest world record holder. Officially, Drag Time's number one Toyota Camry in the world. So just want to, you know, take some time to thank the, uh, the tech team, the Talk and Power tech team. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, Trev, yeah. uh, Nick, and yourself, Todd, you know, for the, the hard effort, all the engineering that went into uh, <laughs> going after that world record. And, and once again, putting WA on the map. Uh, the Motorplex, now the number one track for Toyota Camry Racing. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a huge honour to, to uh, be involved in this project and, and be the, you know, the guy that was selected to drive it. Originally, Dave was going to drive, and, and Dave may still get that opportunity as he, he is lighter than me and mm-hmm. would expect that we'd be able to reset that world record. So now we're, we're going to put the, the challenge out there. Anyone that thinks that they can take us on, mate, we're waiting for the time cards, the video evidence. We have been confirmed. We have been thoroughly scrutinised by uh, uh, the Drag Times team, mm-hmm. and we have the number one spot. So I can stand and do the the Puerto Rican uh, <laughs> finger pointing here. Now <laughs> number I, one in the world. Now I checked as well. You had eight tenths on the guy in second place. Eight tenths. That's huge. That's a massive gap. And eight mile an hour too. So that's a Nick. That's Nick a you great. know we're only just scratching the surface, mate. I know. We're only I know. just scratching the surface. And in yep. a fitting tribute in this podcast, I didn't have any Toyota Camrys. So this is the closest I had to a Toyota Camry on about <laughs> for the episode. So that is Marcus Ambrose's Toyota Camry from, I think, 2011 or 10, when he actually won, I believe, at Watkins Glen in that one, I think from memory, in the Nationwide Cup. So Now, now I believe that Jay Camry. Leno is, is trying to take claim for this uh, spot with his funny car-inspired uh, Toyota Camry, but I just want to say that this is a genuine Toyota with a Toyota engine, <laughs> Toyota transmission. It is a genuine street car that I have been enjoying driving to work every day. <laughs> and doing other things, which we'll talk about later, won't we? No, no, we won't. Okay. What are we talking okay. about? I don't oh, know what yeah, you're yeah. insinuating. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We're going to wipe that off the list. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you wanted, I mean, I, I had here in the notes who's ruling the roost, and that's a really topical question right now. Who, well, who on well, earth? Well, listen, Nick, I was watching, watching the, uh, uh, I, I can't remember, it was a morning show, I think, on Channel 7. I don't think anyone actually watches it, so I was probably the only person watching it. Anyway, and <laughs> the, the uh, um, anchor or whatever he is, what his, his position is, I don't know, cleaner, whatever, he, he referred to uh, uh, Andrew Forrest and his wife as the, the king and 
queen of Australia. So, and I don't want to say anything derogatory because uh, considering the fact that he's considered the, the king of Australia, uh, you know, I'd like to get a knighthood. So, you know, Andrew, <laughs> if you're listening in, you know, uh, Sir, Sir Gons, I think that's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. But in all seriousness, <laughs> who is ruling the race? Let's let's. I mean, the Andrew Forrest thing. I, I can I can see how that happens, but him bringing in the the Victorian Chinese Consul General uh, Long Zhu, I, I didn't think was a it was a great look for himself <laughs> or for Greg Hunt, and I I think he was you know kind of I don't know ambushed. I, I yeah, yeah, ambushed his <laughs> yeah. Is that the, the right word you're word. looking for? But I, Listen, I don't think it was a good look. I don't think it was a good there's look. There's a more favorite. important point to be made about that. Mm. You know, he got the, you know, whatever, the faulty test kits, whatever they are, right? Yeah. Did you know that the Australian government foot the bill for those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I heard that. I don't know. I think the, word, uh, the word faulty is, I mean, Roger Cook defined it as... Um, no, nah, they didn't meet <laughs> the spec, but they can still be used in like other... Like Aeroflow. Yeah. <laughs> which i'd I'd just like to add that the world record holding camry all the fittings are aeroflow on that because i believe that you should use components that are fit for purpose yeah yeah no no. we 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 subscribe to that but i also believe that um I, i believe roger cook's definition was that they didn't meet the spec but they're still useful in some applications in the medical industry but I think what he's trying to say is that, yeah, they didn't meet a, a specific specification. However, yeah. we can still use oh, Look, you know, he's right. It's like some ECUs that are out on the market. Um, I think that they're still useful. We have a few of them at work that we use as wheel chocks. So maybe that's <laughs> what he meant. <laughs> anyway, a toaster or a coffee machine often? <laughs> it, it's... It's an interesting time we're living in because we're seeing all these people jockeying for positions and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the podcast as well. It's We're not just having a go at the AFL and the NRL. We're also going to be looking at Donald Long, our favourite drag racing promoter, a little bit later and also the NHRA. And, uh, you know, they've probably not been um, all that transparent either and I don't believe that they're doing the right thing either. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on also, we, we've just, I've just mentioned AFL. It's also interesting to see how this is also going to pan out for West Australia now. We suddenly were able to train, you know, uh, McGowan allowed gatherings of 10 people a couple of weeks ago, yet our AFL teams were, weren't able to train in groups of 10 because that would give them an unfair advantage. Yet now it's quite all right for them to have to stay in Victoria for six or how many weeks because of our border closure. And that doesn't mean that's not seen as an unfair advantage on the AFL. Didn't, didn't one of the AFL teams get busted? Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide and they, and they got a, a, a one week suspension that was suspended. That's correct. Yep. 100% correct. Yep. So I, I'm just, I'm not really big on, on the uh, chasing of pigskins. So just explain to me a one week suspension that's suspended. That's is exactly that like a right. double negative? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what it means is basically, don't do it again. If you do, we're going to give you that one week. Oh, that's, that's exactly what. No, I mean. uh, yeah. So that sounds fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how. That's how. That's how the AFL operate. Yeah, so many double. I mean, they call. They don't want to compromise a competition. Unfortunately, the competition. I mean. It is. It's going to be compromised, but I think the double standard here is is phenomenal. But anyway, I'm, 
I'm going to have to stop you there, Nick, because my wife has reminded me on several occasions that this is a motoring, yeah, motor yeah. racing <laughs> show. We shouldn't be talking about politics or AFL. We, that's exactly right. So we should move on to Motorsport Australia. I think now talking about being on the front foot and being very transparent, they came out on Friday actually, but the, the document was released today. It's called Return to Race. So they've come out with a 10-page document today and it's a document on how they plan on returning to racing events. Now, we're, what we're, it's built on four key strategies here. So motorsport activity is conducted outdoors and in most cases, in locations with a large site area. Motorsport is a non-contact sport, limited as limited to no sharing of equipment and communal facilities, and events can be run without spectators. So they're building their return to race on those four key pillars. Head to that document, have a look at it there. It's very interesting. They've broken it down into what sort of motorsport event you're looking at having as well and whether you're going to be able to run and what are, what are some of the, the things you'll need to take into account. The key to take out of that is still, the, at this stage, no spectators. Uh, you know, and on that note, this has played very well into the hands of the motorplex. <laughs> because it, firstly, even on a Wednesday night, we're generally restricted to the confines of our vehicle. Mm. There's well and truly more than one and a half square metres between uh, the competitors. Mm. Right? And the fact that uh, no spectators are allowed, well, no one's going to even notice because they didn't have any anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> I knew we were going that one. I was like, all yours, Simon, all yours. <laughs> so I think they're in a, a really good spot to really lead us out of this COVID-19 uh, self-isolation phase. Don't be like that. Don't, don't, don't be like that. I mean, I was actually doing a Zoom meeting the other day and I had this background. I was doing the Zoom meeting with this background here. And Nick being tech savvy. Yeah. There we go. Look at that. And look at the crowd nah. there. That's at the motorplex. Look at that. Check that out. When was that? 2000? No, nah, it was a top fuel meeting. Todd, don't be like that. that, that that's just <laughs> been very recently, I think. That was the top fuel meeting. Oh, okay. It was. It was. No, they had a, a good crowd at that and at the Euroflow meeting. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a shame about the other eight meetings. <laughs> there was eight. You guys don't know what you You really don't. We're both going to get a ban, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> nah, all good, all good. So, look, I mean, at the end of the day, it's um, it's really great to see that Motorsports Australia uh, um, are forging ahead with a plan, and that's the important thing. We had the guys from Tiger West on the uh, a couple of weeks ago forging ahead with a plan. If now, if by whatever reason the government guidelines don't allow some events to go ahead, at least they can say that this is the plan forward. This is what we're planning on doing at the time when we get closer to those events we'll know one way or another what we're doing. But at the moment, a lot of other sporting affiliations just don't know how to go forward or, no, or, or how to no. proceed. Yeah, and you know what? I, I've, I've spoken praise about uh, Mark McGowan and I still believe that he's doing a fantastic job and his, that whole team uh, uh, really should be praised for, for how they've handled Western Australia. Hmm. Um, and I, I just want to reiterate your point as well. Mark McGowan, I still think he's doing a magnificent job and yep. we're really proud of him and we're proud to call ourselves West Australians. You know what? It's already time for a break. So we'll take a short break here. And after this, we're going to be coming back with COVID-8. For those of you who don't know, you'll have to tune in and find out what COVID-8 is. So 
We'll be back right after this. All right. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Talk and Power podcast on 88.5 FM and on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and whenever, wherever you get your podcasts from. Now, COVID-8. Donald Long, one of my favorite personalities in drag racing. I think the world of him and I think what he's done in drag racing in the radio world uh, is second to none. But I think his latest attempt to get an event, well, he's selling tickets as we speak. So this is going ahead the 22nd of May and 23rd of May at the Orlando Speed World Dragway. It will be the eight fastest radial versus the world cars and eight of the Pro 75 cars. Two, sorry, Pro 275 cars. Um, they're going uh, up for a big race in just a couple of weeks. I just wanted to run some stats by you guys here. At, at the moment, this, I ran these stats out last night. Florida has 38,828 COVID-19 cases and 1,600 deaths. In the Orlando area, there's been over 1,339 cases and only 229 of them have recovered and there's 30 deaths. Um, my personal opinion, if I was Donald, I think it's a bit, it's too soon to be racing, even though he's only selling about, he hasn't said how many tickets he's selling to the spectators. Uh, it'll be a limited crowd there. I still don't think it's the right, the right look or the right feel. I just wanted to know what you guys think. Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to add, I've been watching a fair bit of YouTube and I've been watching actually a build up about some of this, believe it or not, and some other YouTube celebs that live in the Florida area. Personally, I think they're a bit stupid. Um, like, they can't wait to get outside again. Mm. And to them, it's just a number and it's scary. Like, it's well, legit. My wife and I have been waiting for the vegans to come out, but apparently they came out on the weekend. Yeah, yeah they did, yeah. Yeah, one went to court but, um, as well. Yeah, went so where? it's... One had her day in court today, a vegan. Oh, excellent. excellent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's too soon. Like... America is still hard hit and it's crazy. And I mean, but mind you, Florida apparently has relaxed their um, restrictions already. There's people moving to Florida to go race and drift and all types of things just to get away from restrictions. And yeah, again, some very famous YouTubers that I feel like saying, are you dumb? Like what happens when you get sick? Well, you know, and we're going to have an in-memoriam for you on YouTube or something, you idiots. Like, anyway, that's my there's, opinion. Can, I think there's like, two it's things. a that, high that, risk. Yeah, I think there's two things that you guys have got to consider, though, right? The, the first thing is, I mean, the whole of America is high risk at the moment, unfortunately, yeah. right? Sadly, really. Um, but there's two things you got to look at. you got to look at the rate that it's spreading, right? So for every person that's got it, mm -hmm. uh, the next day, if the equal number of caught it or if it's a diminishing number, then you sort of, you can say that you've got it under control and mm. then you've got to look at uh, after this event. And unfortunately that's the only way you're going to know whether there was a cluster uh, because of the event. Mm. Now, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to be sensible. They're going to uh, track the temperature of the people coming into the event. Um, they're going to, you know, ask the right questions and 
try and keep the social distancing. But I don't know. I know Nick's watched them. I don't know if you've ever watched any of these radial events, Todd. The start line looks like a sardine can. <laughs> Especially you know, as saying, they, I've, I've seen some of it. There's 40 people on the start line, you know, 40 on the start line. 40,000. Yeah, but I mean, as in 40 <laughs> people on the start line looking at the bloody car, doing tyre temps and all that for the car. It's like... <laughs> it's like, like a pro stock team. Yeah, it's like, God, <laughs> how many people does it take a screw in a light bulb? You know, like... How many radial like, races? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the theatre of the sport. That, 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 I don't know oh, it is. The people on yeah, the there's no one in the bleachers, but there's yeah. 250 yeah. people behind the car, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I have an issue with it at this, in, this, in this situation that we're in, in this, in this environment we're in. I think it's a huge, huge risk. And I think if the Americans took the same approach that the Australians did, the bulk of Australians, and just relaxed and not relaxed but just try and avoid contact and unfortunately events cannot go ahead it's just it's, no one mm. more than us here don't we know we don't want we don't yeah, want but nick in the same respect you've got uh, music festivals talking about starting up again mm. i mean how do you have social distancing in a mosh pit no you can't you can't. See, I thought that was off for another year, Simon. I heard that was still off for another year or so. No, there's, there's a, you know, you know, I'm a uh, avid uh, listener of alternate music. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of talk about, you know, they're going to start selling tickets, and they've been penciling in August, September. No. Um, yeah, I know. I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what they're saying. I mean, you know, it's going to come down to uh, what the government allows. Uh, groups to do if they allow yeah. one group to do something then they're going to have to yeah. um, the big question nick though is will the duck be bearing a mask <laughs> yeah no doubt he will he's had he's i think he's actually made up some masks some covid eight masks he's get, he's on board he's already <laughs> onto that don't worry he's <laughs> at the local fish and chip shop as well not just at his race he's going to have a, a pro 275 face mask and a radial versus world <laughs> face mask, which I haven't seen yet. But um, look, to help the guy out, I'll buy buy some. But I just think this is not <laughs> in the right spirit. Mate, you won't get them into the country because they'll need to be Australian standards. Yeah, You'll need to get them in through <laughs> Andrew Forrest. We'll get to it. He got into it. We'll get to it for us with his contacts. <laughs> oh. And look, speaking of the, <laughs> excuse me, speaking of COVID-8, we'll also switch over to the NHRA while we're here. They, I was, I, I don't know if I actually mentioned it in a previous podcast, but they were aiming for a June restart. And at the time when I saw that, I said, oh, guys, come on, really? You're not going to get an event away in June. They've actually had to put put that back now. They're looking at an August restart of the NHRA, which thankfully, I mean, there's a, there's a, a bit of common sense approach there that's gone into that. So they're looking at an August restart. I don't have an issue with someone saying we're looking at restarting as long as the date is a, is a, a realistic one. But having a, a meet on the 22nd of May, which is less than two weeks away, just sorry it doesn't, doesn't sit right with me not when you've got that sort of infection rate and death rate sorry but and and as for august i don't know if that's realistic either but at least it's they've realized that june is just not possible to get the event you know those guys have got to travel track mm. to track and when you're working on a, any of those cars you know whether it be a pro mod a fuel car a funny car i mean you're all on top of each other 
Mm, yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it, it's you can't really have social distancing and run those types of cars. You can run like the Wednesday nights at the Motorplex. I can't see a problem with that because you just tell people you've got to stay in your car. Mm. From when you get there to when you leave, that's it. That's, you know, get your tyres on or do whatever. Um, but that's it. In the staging lanes, down the track and on a return road, you cannot get out of the car. And I think you would successfully pull that off and, mm. and be able to maintain social distancing. But yep. you can't run a fuel car or, you know, forget it. Or even a, even a pro mod car as well, especially yeah. a, a, a clutch car. We've got two guys underneath the car or in the car working on the clutch. It's just, yeah, I can't see it possible either. But anyway, we wish those uh, relevant sporting leagues all the best. And um, we hope that we are able to get a season away sooner rather than later. But only when it's safe, guys. Really, only when it's safe. Hey, we're going to take another... Sorry, Simon, did you want to say something there? Or... No, no. All, oh. all I was going to add to that was, you know, it's great to see that the the grassroots guys... The guys that have the least funding, the guys that have the least amount of staff have come up with a contingency plan so clear and, and defined, mm. yet the, the group ones, the, the high profile, you know, the, the teams that have got millions of dollars, the, the uh, authorities that are in the tens or hundreds of millions of dollars haven't got a clue what they're doing yet. Yeah, yeah. And talking about, like sports that are that are going to be floundering we're going to get to it a little bit later on in the podcast formula one oh it's it gets the news gets worse every day and there's some news over the weekend that we'll touch on shortly in terms of britain and their new their new quarantine laws which really spells the disaster for the silverstone grand prix as well but we'll get to that a little bit later anyway look time for another quick break we'll take a break here and we'll be back with three from tmp right after this One of my favourite sections of the podcast, three from TMP. Three from TMP. Anyway, this week we said three from TMP. It had to be your favourite hero car from an Australian movie. So, Todd, why don't you kick us off? Give us your, your selection and why. Oh, sure. This is actually... I went my mind in about the first 30 seconds and then over the weekend, I think I changed it about seven times. But basically, um, favourite hero car is the V8 Valiant Charger from Metal Skin. Okay. Now, we have a bit of a joke between us all as well that we're always going to do a movie review on Metal Skin. No, but... I will never watch that movie. <laughs> I, I couldn't get See? past every time. halfway. Every time, I just, yeah, I pass out or vomit one or two. <laughs> It wasn't a V8. It was a six-cylinder. That was the joke in the movie. No, that was the, um, the first car, the wagon. The actual Charger was a blonde V8, apparently. Oh, was it? Yeah, apparently. There you, go. you never actually see the motor. But anyway, I'm ruining part of the movie now. You can, you can but, um, movie. That movie ruins no itself. It. <laughs> it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't need any help being ruined. God. Where the hell is witchcraft coming to a car movie, you know? Oh, yeah, fair enough. But. No, that was one of my favourites. And um, I actually realised the other day, it was the one that made me fall in love with the Charger. And it's always... Like, the Charger in there is quite heavily modified. It does have a brief look at the Melbourne street racing scene back in the mid-90s. 
and apparently some of the locations I went to were even used um, at by street races in the day or local drag races. The old Docklands, which now is now a shopping area, I believe, or something like that. Yep. It also has a um, Oscar slash NASCAR in it, and yeah, the finale is the Charger going one on one with a NASCAR. Okay. See that? That's why I don't, because I never get to that part of the movie. <laughs> so that's why I don't know about this car. I just remember. But, um, it also has. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it has Ben Middleton in it as well. So. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, it was a hard good. choice. I have to be honest with you. I saw that the, I haven't. I've never seen the movie. I've seen the shorts to it, and it didn't excite me. The witchcraft and all that sort of thing doesn't. doesn't <laughs> you can't actually. Like, like I'm not picking on that movie. I do quite enjoy it, and a good listener of the podcast, Turkish, if you're listening, mm. he loves that movie as well. <laughs> um, you can actually skip through a good chunk of the movie and just watch the street racing. And it, okay. there's some, again, <laughs> there's some good street racing. There's a good scene with the Charger versus a. Well, blowing Kingswood, I think it is. Um, and it's it's actually a pretty good, well, 10 seconds of drag racing. But I said overall, the Charger in that movie sounds awesome. Big supercharger on it, makes all the right noises and made me fall in love with a, well, Charger ever since. Mm. I don't think I'll ever own one now. But uh, yeah, that's my my one. You know, Todd, you, you, you've actually sold me the, the movie. I might have to have another cracker watching you. I've actually I've got made it on DVD. A, I'll lend it to you. <laughs> well, I've actually made a note here, actually. I've said Metal Skin. I've made a note for myself to maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should watch it. And I should open my, someone said to me, I should open my horizons. So maybe I should. Do yeah, it. no, it's, I, it's a good movie. You skip through. There's probably a good 20 minutes you can skip through and it still makes it a good movie. Yeah, so, okay. All right. No, you know, there's also a, um, an SLR 5000 now. I mean, every Aussie movie should have an SLR 5000 in it, if you <laughs> ask me. So, but I said it was a hard twist between that and then also The Big Steel. Okay, yeah. Another yep. famous oh, yeah. Aussie car movie. Yeah. Uh, was it um, the, the Jaguar? The, the... <laughs> yeah, the Jag. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and again, Ben Middleton as well. So, you know, there you go. But, yeah, that's my choice for tonight. So, Very good, Todd. Very good. Simon, you want to go next with your pick? Uh, also an Australian uh, street racing movie, also filmed in real uh, locations, um, running on empty, mm-hmm. and uh, it would have to be the uh, Spoto, the blown 57 Chevy <laughs> two-door. <laughs> Spoto, um, the now- two-door, fully blown 57. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, the reason that that car in particular... Uh, stands out in in all Aussie, you know, car uh, movies is because that car was built here in Western Australia. Mm. And there are a lot of really, really cool things about that car that most people wouldn't know. Number one, that car actually started life as a four-door and had been converted into a two-door, had some two-door doors brought in from the US uh, because getting a two-door in Australia back then was, you know, pretty much impossible. And the engine that was in that car was built by Chev Power, which is still in business now. And Frank, which is uh, the current owner's dad, that was his speedboat engine, the blown small block <laughs> Chev that, that went into that car. So, yeah, that car was built over here in WA. And I, I think to me, it, it's most people don't understand why they're so attracted to it. Um, and it's the fact that the roof line is different on a four-door than it is to a two-door. 
Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just little, little things like that, that, um, uh, you know, make the difference. And yeah, like I said, once again, that was filmed at genuine street racing locations around, uh, Sydney. Mm. So, yeah. But- Stewie Bond, we should really get him on again, and he needs to talk because he was involved. Where his uncle, him and his uncle, were involved in the production of some of those cars at the time, and then a lot of the production got moved over east. So they they are, but they, yeah, the fifty seven was they were actively involved in the build of that car. The Mind last you, I time, didn't know Chev Power. Actually, I didn't. I never knew that. I didn't know that part. So that's Phil's father. Is that correct? Yeah, correct, correct. Frank wow. Hardy. Yep. yep. Yeah, some, some dudes rocked up and said, we need a supercharged engine. Mm. <laughs> and he pulled yeah. it out of his speedboat and said, here. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I went looking for the producers uh, of that movie some time ago. Mm. And I tracked them to Margaret River, believe it or not. Yeah, okay. All right. So, um, I don't know if that's where they still are. Because yeah. I still believe there should be a, not, not so much a remake, but a... Um, a part two, yeah, yeah, yeah. part two with some uh, with some rices in there, mm. yeah, <laughs> some, some old muscle cars and some rices. I agree. The but money to get something like that off the ground is you know well beyond um, most people's means. But I'm sure there's people in Australia that, in motor and enthusiasts that would be able to put that sort of funding together and get a, a remake or a reboot, whatever you want to call it, done of of running on empty. There's a Queensland stuntman that's been trying to raise the money for about, oh, geez, at least 10 years now. Um, and he hasn't had much success, but he's aiming for 200 million. And yeah. I don't know. I think you could do it for less than 200 million. We shot fat pizza for about a million. Mm. Um, and I know that I know the stunt scenes would obviously cost a lot more, but uh, you know, I think you could probably do it for 20 million. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you didn't get some big name actors, I mean, Mm. You know, well, yeah, so what, no. Derek Conway again. <laughs> Deborah Conway. <laughs> Who would replace Deborah Conway? Who would we use now? Samantha Jade, someone like that. I don't even know who Samantha Jade yeah, is. So. You oh, geez. <laughs> I might get rid of. I might get ridiculed for that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> but so who's on home and away out of a contract at the moment? You know that might be no Samantha. Jo- well, you need a singer. You need someone that can sing. Because you're most the home and away ones can come. See, see, once again, right? Just like they <laughs> ruined Metal Skin with uh, uh, the witchcraft, they ruined that movie with the love scene. Oh, love yeah. scenes have no place in car movies. It was like Man Overboard over again, wasn't it? <laughs> come on, <man. laughs> Deborah Conway reference. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Nick, your your pick. Look, my pick. I'm going to give some honourable mentions first because um, 1981 film that not a lot of people know about. I watched it when I was a kid. Probably <clears throat> shouldn't have really as a kid. But is a, a movie called Road Games. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this movie, and it had a Hollywood actor, two Hollywood actors actually, Stacey Keach and um, Jamie Lee Curtis as the leads in this movie and they, he's a she's a hitchhiker he picks her up in his truck he's got a big he's freight in east west and a serial killer uh follows them across the australian outback and now this is 1981 long before wolf creek and uh peter falconio so um i thought it's you know a real interesting movie but the thing that there's a police car in this movie that is typifies group c 
touring car race. It is an XD, and I've got some pictures on on the screen here. You can see it now. It's an XD police car that has got the full, basically almost the full Group C kit on it, and it's kitted up as a police car. And I, I never forget that movie as a kid. And that that car stayed with me. I think it's an awesome. It's only it's not in the movie very long, but it's um certainly certainly attracted my attention. Let's put it that way. Interesting point about that movie. Mm. Uh, that is um, uh, one of Quentin Tarantino's. Um, that movie and a few movies that were made during that era uh, are, are considered some of his favourite movies. Um, they're, they're commonly known as genre movies. Yep. Uh, there was the the uh, uh, the one about the wild boar. Oh uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Razorback. Razorback. That's it. There yep. was a heap of them. Anyway, so during that era of the Australian film industry. Uh, you got a 150% tax deduction if you invested in Aussie films. So companies that had to pay, say, uh, $150,000 in tax would give them a hundred grand mm. and not have to pay the tax. That's right. So the, the film industry had this massive influx of money. They didn't actually know what to do with it. It wasn't until the laws got changed that that all stopped. But um, there were a lot of movies made and that's one of them. And I remember watching a documentary and Quentin Tarantino actually pointing out and, and the most famous Australian stunt drivers and stuntmen um, were all around in that era and they mm. went on to, you know, Mad Max and so on and so forth. Yeah. So great, great era for Australian uh, film industry. Most certainly, most certainly. And no doubt following on from that was the 1987 action movie running from the guns. I don't know if you guys remember this movie. It's a, it's, it's an awesome movie as well. And so you know, HO with a tow bar. HO with a tow bar and also an AC uh, Cobra as well. That is the uh, Mark one Shelby pre uh, SC, uh, you know, competition oh, version, the, the okay. non-competition version. So it doesn't have the flared guards. The mm. originals had uh, 260 cubic inch motor, something yeah. like that. Then the 289. Yep. Um, then the SC version came out with small flares and it had the oil cooler yep. vent under the front. And then yep. eventually the 427 SC, which is what all the, the kit cars are um, copied yeah, okay. off of. But yeah, that is a Shelby. That is a genuine Shelby That's Cobra. Okay. And I have been, I've heard rumours that that car got written off, right? Not, I don't think it was in the filming of the movie, but it got written off mm. and it got parted out. Yeah, okay. And and I think I know where the cylinder heads are to it. Oh, really? <laughs> Jeez, there you go. There's a big <laughs> Do you remember the scene, the chase scene, the famous chase scene? It's funny you should mention Jaguar from uh, oh, the big oh, we'll never. Oh, we, hang on. Which part? Of, the panel van was my favourite scene in that. Oh, that too as well. Yeah, the <laughs> HT panel van. But the chase scene where they're going up the hill and then back down the hill again in the, and they're being chased by those two guys in the Jag. And it's, it's the it's the song uh, from Elton John. Um I can't remember the name of the song Rocket now. Man. No, it's not <laughs> Rocket Man. It's an Elton John song. It's not one of his. It's a Locker in a bee. Pontiac. It would have been Rocket Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a B a B side Elton John song. Uh, out of this town or leave this town? I can't remember. Anyway, no, nah, I can't remember that. Elton I remember John the van song. scene. I yeah. thought that was awesome. That was pretty cool too. Is there well. anyone that's ever sat in a Cobra kit car? Um, you know, if you can picture yourself standing up on the seat and swinging a baseball bat at someone's windscreen. <laughs> 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 
anyway, that had a that had an XY uh, HO in it as well. But look, my number one my number one pick was also running on empty, and uh, was the XY GT from running on empty. That was my that was my hero car. Uh, still is, I think, for a number of reasons. Um, a lot of people would say, well, it get, gets wrecked and, and destroyed by the end of the book. Well, before the end of the movie, why would it be a hero? Twice. Uh, yeah, twice. twice. Yeah. <laughs> twice. The Gazard brothers had a crack at it first and then, <laughs> and then they um, yeah, went underneath a, a truck, a semi-trailer and got, gets destroyed. So, but yeah, to me, it typifies the era back then. And I think the XY GT really does, uh, uh, for me, um, typify what that era was, and you know, I, I, I like especially the jump scene where he does the jump as well. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think it still snatches into second? Nick? <laughs> you beat me to it, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone was waiting for the <laughs> green. Green's nice. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was my pick. We should also mention Mad Max as well. I mean, a lot of people would be critical of us that in our top three we didn't have a Mad Max car in there. But you know, there, there was a number. Which of one? Them. Which which car? I think you'd have to say one. The, yeah, number one, the Interceptor. I, I can't. There can be with no the car really. With the switch for the super yeah, the switch the, with the, the supercharger yeah. that was on it, and the bent piece of aluminium with some hoses in it for the yeah. scoop. That's no. No, we should <laughs> never mention anything that has Mad Max. The, as far as stunt driving, mm. you know, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the cars, they were really designed for people who didn't know what they were looking at. <laughs> you know, because I mean, if you watch when they flip over, they're all six cylinder pieces of crap. They're not. It was running on empty, yeah. but. The HT only one, one. one. <laughs> that was a six. Oh no, it's two, well. two. The the uh, the char. Well, it's an American Challenger or Charger. Fox's car. Yeah, Fox's car that gets torched doesn't actually get torched, does it? I mean, that's still, that's in WA that car now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. So where's the fifty-seven? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know where that's ended up. We should probably ask Stu that or one of our listeners. If you know where the 57 is, let us know. Uh, I tried to find where the XY was and it's, yeah, all my internet so, so research. There is another me. card uh, that I, I wanted to give honorable mention and that's the uh, the 55 from uh, American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that car was not only in American Graffiti, it was in two-lane blacktop. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a drag car. It was a 427 four-speed car with a beam front. Yeah, okay. Tilt front, wow. yeah. Cool yep. cool deal, cool deal. And, of course, Harrison Ford, I mean. Mm. Good driver, but not a very good pilot. He's not good at flying. Harrison Ford crashed again the other day. Well, didn't crash, but flew in front of an airplane, of all things. Yeah. That's a okay. wave. Yeah. We're all right, thanks. Just passing through. (laughs) Don't put the kettle on. (laughs) All right. Okay, guys, we'll take another short break here and we'll be back right after this. We're going to get stuck into Formula One. And if Todd feels like it, I think he bought to the table. He wants to talk about the E-Series, so he can... Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, oh, sure. You texted me. You're the one that sent me the text, so I'll right. you can, you can <laughs> into that if you want. But anyway, we'll take a short break. Be back right after this. 
Talking Power Podcast, episode 85. You're listening to Nick DeCembri, co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth. We are on 88.5 FM where the valley comes alive and also as a podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean. Now, guys, Formula One is in more trouble than the early settlers right now, as I always like to say. And unfortunately, it just gets worse and worse. News over on the weekend was that Britain will be exercising some new quarantine laws. They will have the mandatory two-week quarantine. So anyone flying into England will have to undertake a two-week quarantine, with the exception of uh, France. So if you're French, you're in France, going into England, you will not need to take the two-week quarantine, but and, in the and other national, hmm. national Andrew national Forrest and, <laughs> and, and Kerry Stokes, yeah, well. fly <laughs> straight in. <laughs> Beat me to it almost. <laughs> the Kerry Stokes um, one probably raises more questions. Anyway, I'd leave that alone. Anyway, not talking anyway. about that. Yeah, no, no. You, he'll he'll buy got... he'll buy the radio station just to yep, sack us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what I was about to say. He's got friends in, in high high places. He'll find us, find us, and that's it. We're off air, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> look, Formula One. Uh, there, there. This really raises a lot of questions about the Silverstone Grand Prix, which is scheduled uh, to be coming up on. Uh, which I've got my dates here: the nineteenth or the twenty sixth of July. They have left themselves open two weeks there to run that race, but with this two week quarantine period, uh, <clears throat> they are seeking further clarification from the British government. Now, the Formula One. Uh, season was supposed to begin underway on the 5th of July in Austria. Um, Budapest today have, have come forward and also said that's on the 2nd of August. There will be no crowds at that event as well. So that's on the 2nd of August. So there's a number of questions that have come to the fore in just recent days. The other thing is the Formula One, um, have the teams have agreed in principle on a salary cap. So it's a 227 million budget caps for all the teams next year. Um, well, now, you know, you know what, guys, that that means that you know we could probably have a crack at running a Formula One team. It's only <laughs> 225 million. I mean, you know, before yeah, just, it was out of our reach at half a billion, but 225. No, uh, just do uh, it like just um, Richard Twiggy did. up. Rick yeah. Twi- I'm pretty sure Nick and I spoke about it on the podcast once. Rich Energy. Look, have a look at them one night, Simon. Have the a Formula look at One Rich Energy, they were called. The Formula One team that essentially ran on nothing but hopes and dreams. <laughs> and, and literally, like, when the debitors came knocking on the door, there was no money because there was never any money in the first place. <laughs> it sounds like so, Williams. Yeah, so anyway. Sorry. Anyway, Nick, go on. No, no, I was just going to add that even though they've agreed in principle, none of the teams, not one team has signed up yet for this new agreement of the salary cap, which is meant to be coming into play next year. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Now, that does not include, that does not include driver salaries. So that's $227 million on operations of the team, not including salaries. That's, that's US dollars, isn't it? That was actually US dollars, correct? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So that's like a hundred billion Australian dollars, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. It's going off the exchange rate. Did you guys catch the interview of Lewis Hamilton? Bits of it, yeah. I did see that the other night. I didn't have watched the whole he's lot. He's not interested in racing without a crowd, which makes me wonder 
how can you hear the crowd in that helmet? I'll be frank. I don't think Lewis has a has a, a it really isn't in a position to be dictating that at this stage. Yeah, really. He's got fifty five million reasons. Yeah, well, apparently yeah. why he can. Yep. yep. U.S. No. reasons, not Australian reasons. U.S. reasons. I agree, but I, I, I don't think he's still in a position where... Look, I felt he's... Like, I mean, I understand the Australian Grand Prix had to get cancelled, but his commentary certainly certainly didn't help. I mean, he questioned why he was even... Why he even flew to Australia in the first place. Um, and now he doesn't want to race without a crowd. I, I think if it's safe to do so, I understand you can't have a crowd there, but if it's safe to race... That said, I mean, you know, just talking out loud. Is he, is he is he worried about his merchandise sales? I honestly, you know, he's don't got know. a he's got a new uh, odeur de toile and uh, a new watch. Uh, <laughs> he's got new socks out. Might even have new jocks. I'm I'm not sure. Those uh, uh, step ones might be his. I think maybe. Step one. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, we also need to touch on a bit of an elephant in the room. There's even though there's no racing going on, contracts will still expire at the end of the year. And Daniel Ricardo, he was only contracted to the end of this year, so he did a two-year deal with Renault. I, I'm not convinced anymore he will stay. I think poor engine development there. They haven't really gone along at the great rate of knots. And I, I spruced that deal to a number of people at the time, even on this podcast. I thought it was a great a great thing that he did that. that that said their engine development was poor last year now with the coronavirus hampering you know slowing down 2020 i'm not convinced it will stay now and i'm was it a good move i don't know but the question Nick, is, I'd, I'd like to point out to our listeners that you know once again i think daniel had about 40 million reasons to, yeah. to go with Renault. yeah look it was it was certainly i think money came into play but also did it do his um, aspirations any damage? Probably not. I mean, it was only nah. one year of poor performance. This yeah, year, he he, he racing in. He um he finished. Uh, was it at least one podium? I can think of. Well, he finished ahead of Nico Hulkenberg quite quite mm. significantly, and that spelt the end for Paul Nico as well. Paul Nico got yeah. the sack at the end of last year. So, as a result, so I mean, I think he proved himself there, but. The question is, where would he go? Will Red Bull take him back? And if so, where does Elbon go? I, that's the question I have. Like Elbon, has, to me, has proved himself. Max Verstappen staying. He's signed. He's locked in. Elbon has probably done enough to keep his seat there. So the only revolving door that I can see opening for him is Sebastian. If he was to leave Ferrari, then he might get a seat there. But will Sebastian leave Ferrari? And then the question is, where would Sebastian go? So there's enough. There's a fair bit to play out there. I, I don't know mm. what's going to be happening. I I don't see why he wouldn't stay with Renault. They want to get their scoots on if he was if he's to stay yeah. there. Their, their engine development needs to move along. And yeah, but I mean, you know, you've got to understand, right? Um, there are people that do motorsports as a living, and then there are people that do motorsports because they want to win. Um, mm. It's nice to win, but at the end of the day, if you're getting paid, you know, tens of millions of dollars every year, and if you've got an unreliable car that often doesn't finish, well, that's a bonus. It means you can go home early. Yep. Yep. 
<clears throat> yeah, I think he did get the early plan out a few times. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I, I can't see a problem, really. Yeah. Yep. Just go get a nice meal somewhere. You don't have to worry about all the post-race interviews and stuff, you know. You can just, you know, go out, <laughs> have a good time, <laughs> chill for a bit. <laughs> anyway, Todd, <laughs> over to you. Did you want to? Did you want to touch on? Oh, just this E series. I think actually there's a few SMSs going back between. Uh, yeah, <laughs> free feel free to <laughs> just yell out when you. Todd, I got to know when you're done. Why is BP sponsoring this series? I don't know that much. Like. Maybe because they're supplying the fuel to the, you know, burners to keep your house powered while you're playing video games at home. I don't know. I don't. It just seems like a a, a really strange mix. The only thing yeah. that I could think of is that maybe all the solar panels that they've got on the on on, on top of all the service stations are somehow, you know, running yeah, the simulators. Maybe you know how there's always at the back of the service station there's that that door that says staff only. Yeah. Maybe that's where they keep the simulators. Oh, could be. You could be under something, you know? So, nah, I so said the other day, Nick and I were amongst um, chat about the return of motorsport and all that. I can't remember what it was now, Nick. Like, um, it was about the E-Series and there was a, a, what was there, a suspension or something in the E-Series? Suspension? Oh, we, we talked about Yeah. <laughs> sorry, well, did someone like... get suspended? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, hang on. Sorry, I didn't realise I was part of this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> Set yourself a healthy challenge, eat less carbs, <laughs> then have fun discovering all the other foods. <laughs> when bread and pasta and rice are off the table, I forget that. <laughs> I think I'm going to set up here, right? <laughs> he got oh, suspended. Yes. SVG. No, he didn't get suspended. He got, he got, um, he got, um, I think that's right. Yeah, he got, a he got like an five. AFL suspension. He got a five. Yeah. Penalty. He got a suspended suspension. No, no, he got a five. Was it five? I think it was five grid penalty. Yeah, something like that. And see, I wasn't actually trying to promote it because I'm not something you know, I've watched. Did he cheat in qualifying? Did he have the wrong rocker ratio? (laughs) Cam have too much lift. Seriously, cannot get in. I I gave Denver. If you're listening, Denver was Denver. If you're listening, I tried. It it does not. I can't. I just can't. So I'm out. I'm done. If you just want to talk about it, feel free to discuss it. No, I was about to say. Um, what was the grid penalty for? I'm intrigued. Uh, Anton, what? His his best his sparring party buddy, uh, Anton Di Pasquale, punted him off again. Yeah. It was I didn't I didn't look at the incident. I have no care. But um, so, so SVG thing. got the penalty. Yeah, for Di yeah, Pasquale punting him off. Yeah. Well, no, he punted off Di Pasquale. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as I said, then he went. He got told to go to bed without dessert because you know playing video games, being naughty. <laughs> no, you know, bed that dessert. So, did I read right, Todd? But did I read right? Did, did <laughs> I read yet? from who was that that said um, we have to review multiple camera angles? Did did someone? <laughs> yeah, you read that. I don't remember who said that, and that's I must admit. Listen, did, listen. Right, isn't what there they an need infinite to do. Amount of camera. It's a computer game. You can they see. Yeah. Get, nah, they need to get Keanu there, right? And and In get into yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Get into the the code. Yeah, the, yeah. The, what do you call it, Todd? The the root code, or yeah. is that what it's called? <laughs> the source. Come on, source code. code. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's not like past the source, Nick. It's different. 
well, just reading that magazine, it says to stop eating carbs and stop eating pasta and, and bread. So this, this is obviously not written for an Italian boy. Yeah. <laughs> Better home than concrete. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I saw that. I read that. I saw we needed more camera angles. I said, what? It's like an infinite amount of camera angles, surely. But anyway, obviously I'm incorrect. Yeah. Now, my little two, other two cents about e, the e-racing is I've got a sim at home that I have played a bit, hadn't touched it for about six months. You should join the V8 supercars then. No, I dragged it out the other day. My patience lasted for five and a half minutes and I went outside and drove my Evo. (laughs) (laughs) And again, I've got friends that listen to this podcast now that they are deeply entrenched in e-racing. And some of them are doing really well in like local leagues and stuff like that. They have got a primetime TV show on, I don't know, one of the commercial networks on, I think it's Saturday mornings which is this ridiculous game. I, I, I really struggle to watch it for more than 30 seconds where they're in cars, but they're playing soccer. And it's oh, yeah. a three-dimensional soccer where there's multiple nets. Right. Okay. I'm telling you, it's called LPL or something. So I'm watch- LPL Pro. There you go. TV, LPL so- Pro. I'm surprised you have time to watch TV on a Saturday morning. It's normally the busiest hour at all fast, isn't it? Saturday mornings? No, 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 no. I'm, uh, this is at home with the kids. Oh, okay. Usually making breakfast. <laughs> there you go. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> but but I, I just, you know, when there is, uh, uh, I mean, drag racing, for example, um, which is crying for primetime TV, mm. uh, I, yeah. I just, I don't get why commercial networks feel that they are going to... It's on 7 Plus. There you go. Um, you know, televise this stuff and popularise it. It's, it's just... It's, I don't know. I guess um, the thing is that, you know, is this the future? Is this what... Nope. Oh, it might be the future for some people, not for me. <laughs> no. I refuse, no, I, think I refuse to concede that this is not the future. Not for me. I... When we spoke at this on the phone again, I think, Nick, I said, I think there is a future in it. So I'm agreeing with Simon right now. And it's a good time for it. This will be a breakaway form of motorsport as such. Um, they but... call it the Rocket League. And they have championships. And there's a prize pool of $100,000 US up for grabs. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm reading this straight off the 7 Plus website. $100,000. That is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. What well, you do need you need an Xbox or what do you need to play it? If it's like I should game, practice I'm... this. I'll give up motor racing. That's it. I'm going <laughs> to join up the LPL Pro League. More money in it too. $100,000? Yeah. Serious? That's crazy. Yeah. You know what? They should get AFL players involved in it. And cricketers. Hey, there is AFL and cricket for the Xbox and the PlayStation. Well, are we going to go to an E-Series? Because their soccer's oh, already playing somewhere overseas, yeah? Um, Russia. completely. Russia somewhere, like, I think. Where they're are playing you? Soccer. Oh, I, just, I, have, I can't believe we're actually... I'm happy to facilitate your discussion on it, but I, I was, I, 
no part of this interests me whatsoever. But anyway, okay. anyway, update on the XW, Nick. Oh, hang on. We'll take a break. We'll take a break because <laughs> I've actually got some other stuff I want to talk about that aren't on the notes. I only, uh, found, it, I only found it late this evening. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Okay, welcome back to the Talking Power podcast. We're back. I'm, I've reinvigorated after that lengthy discussion on the E series. So, um, competition. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even know who won it. <laughs> Who's leaving yeah. the points? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Ask Todd. <laughs> don't know. Oh, I don't know. I was more interested in the penalty. I wasn't interested in the racing. I was more interested in the penalty. I thought you were researching this. I was under the impression it said in the notes, talk to Todd. Mm. It did. No. It actually says, I'll take a nap here and leave with Todd. <laughs> I have nothing to add or say. Anyway. I have only added it to the notes as Todd sent some story over the weekend regarding the SVG penalty. <laughs> I have absolutely no care. Those are my exact words. Actually, to be fair, my research was I dug my simulator out and as I said, had a quick play, went, and this is boring, and went outside. Oh, thank you, Todd. That, 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 this is boring. <laughs> Achievement unlocked, went outside, you know. It has no relevance to, you know, the outcome of the race or the championship. I mean, there is a championship that's going to be decided on, on these races. You do realise that. Yeah. There's sponsorship money and TV rights. Come on. You know. Anyway, update in the oh, yeah. XW, Nick. No, no, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. Oh, dear. <laughs> Top 10. We, the Competition Plus, our favorite, one of our favorite websites. I know Simon and I, we go there all the time. I was, I was following Kelly Betts today and she made reference that there's a story on Competition uh, Plus and it is the top 10 drag races of all time in Australia. Now, every night, someone gets another, we go up another number. So currently they're up to number six, but I am going to go through, they've already disclosed who does not make the list. So Aaron Tremaine, not in the list. Rochelle. Spain. These are drag racers. Australian. Yeah. Top drag. 10 of all time. Top 10 of Australia. So yep. Aaron Tremaine does not make the list. Rochelle Splat will not make the list. Darren Morgan does not make the list. This one surprised me a bit. Larry Ormsby doesn't make the list. Ash Marshall doesn't make the list. And Graham Withers doesn't make the list. But I can disclose number 10 to number 6 tonight. Oh, hang on. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run through who I think is on the list. Yeah, go on. Yep. Gary Phillips, Victor well, we Bray, have... John Zapier. Uh, Victor Bray, John Zapier. Graham Cowan. Uh, one of the reeds, probably Phil. Uh, I think we just gave away the top five. We haven't got to the top five yet. They just, they've, only, they've only gone from ten to six. So every night another number gets released. So by next week, but when we okay. reach, when we meet again, we'll go. So through. who's on who's on the uh, bottom four now? All right. So top ten. So number ten, Dave Grubnick. Number nine. Oh, Richie hang Cranton. on, hang on. That's not. That's not right. Dave Grubnick, you don't... Yeah, I mean, you know, his achievements are awesome, but he didn't do them in Australia. Yeah, yeah. No, good point. Good point. Richie Crampton, he didn't do them in Australia either. Here's yeah. one that did. Kelly Betts, she's in at number eight. Yeah. 
Number seven, this kind of surprised me. I would have thought he'd be a little bit up the pointy end. Victor Bray, number seven. And number six, Peter Ridgeway. So the top five, we still don't know. <clears throat> but I think you just, I would suggest that the, the five you mentioned before. Do, do you reckon Phillips. Ridgeway, I mean, you know, is Polito going to be in there oh, then? No, he won't. I, there's no room. In the five, there's, there wouldn't be room for Well, Polito, you know, that's, but... that's a bit of a, because I, I don't know. Do you think, because Polito won a lot, man. I know. I know. Polito, I was by Ridgeway too. Polito owned pro stock there for a while. Mm, yep. Yep. Most people wouldn't even know who Joe Polito was, but no. he's a top bloke. Yeah. Yep. Ford icon in pro stock in Australia. Mm. But yeah, so I think you, I reckon you're right on the money, but Graham Cowan has to be surely number one or number two. Jim Reed has to be number one if Graham isn't. And Number two, if... I, I I would say Gary Phillips would have to be number one. Yeah, you know, he's got to he's got to play into it as well, doesn't he? Gary he has. has I mean, he's won more championships. He would have won more championships than all the other guys put together. Mm. Yep. yep. What's he? Has, 17, 18? Yeah, he's the most. Cha- he's the the yeah the most championship wins in in Australian drag racing. So, and then and then Zap would have to be. He'd have to be top five as well. Most yeah. certainly, yeah, and then and, and not just thought... for his championships, for you know the first seven, the first six, first two hundred mile an hour, you mm. know, first five. Yep, yep, most certainly, most certainly. And then that only leaves room for one of the reeds, really, doesn't it? And I, I actually think, do you think Steve might not get a gig? I don't know. I mean, Jim would be the obvious choice. Oh, no, Jim, no, I've, I've locked him in number one or number two, most certainly. Yeah. No, I'm talking about... Oh, okay, the other reads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably, Phil, yeah. Yeah. Yep, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, very, very interesting. Yeah, very so that's interesting. On, if you go every Wednesday evening to the... Sorry, not every Wednesday, every evening to the Competition Plus, you'll see that the rest of the top five un, unfold. But I thought, yeah, some interesting... Um, Larry Ormsby, I think, was probably the only one out of that list that probably should be in there. So, anyway. De- definitely, uh, you know, he was an innovator. Mm, yep, yep. Anyway, I just thought I'd touch on that. I thought I just saw that this week. I was following Kelly Betts on Facebook and she made mention of it. And yeah, she was in number eight and rightfully so. And also, hang on a sec. Well, what about, does the Lamatinas not come into play here? It's an all-time list, you know. Well, I'm just going to, I'm going to put this out there. There's four championships in the Lamatina family. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So That is true. So anyway, mm, interesting, <laughs> anyway, interesting. All right, we'll take a short break here and we'll be back right after this. All right. Welcome back. Talking Power Podcast, episode 85. I'm here with Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth on 88.5 FM and podcasting through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever you get your podcasts from. And our website, head to our website. There's some great content there. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about what have you been up to with the Camry? We, we, we kicked off the show with the Camry. Maybe we should, yeah, close as well in our closing segment. What, what, what's been Mate, I'm... I'm I'm working on some awesome stuff. Oh, 
there, there is this weak part in the transmission that I'm dealing with. So uh, I had I had a bit of a win today. Hey, yep. I said the whole thing. Or what? The whole thing. No, <laughs> no um, it's look the second gear sprag is a, a problem in um, uh, the tra- like the, it's called an A five four one or A five forty. It's the front wheel drive version of an A three forty, and and the, the sprag in an A three forty is a problem. Um, now I, I'd made some bits when we originally modified that car, but never fitted them. So I'm working on those and I had a bit of a win today because the parts that I made, uh, actually fit a genuine Toyota Land Cruiser Sprague. So, okay. uh, I'm hoping that I'll have that assembly ready to fit, uh, mm. and we'll get the gearbox out and do that. I haven't done anything about the other motor yet. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I've been driving the car every day, loving every minute of it. I uh, mm-hmm. get some crazy looks. Uh, yep, yep. And um, have had some absolute pearl of laughs at work where people have gone, what the hell is that wastegate hanging out the side <laughs> of the camera? And then, you know, you open the bonnet and they're going, was this a joke? This thing's dead standard. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the season starting, getting some laps in there and um, uh, just having some fun with it. I, I, um, I can't wait to put that other motor together and I really would love if one of us, um, if, if we can get everything to work, uh, run it in Super Street for a season mm. because just the thought of a front-wheel drive car <laughs> It's just so ridiculous, especially considering awesome. it's not a Honda. Yeah. Uh, it gets daily driven yeah. and it isn't, uh, you know, the semblance of a body shell draped over a tube frame like everything else that I've seen. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that would be awesome. I think that would be that would be a lot of fun, actually. That would be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think we um, we really need to look at doing that if we can get a season away, even not even a whole season, maybe a handful of events. You know, and uh, in Super Street, that will be certainly put the cat amongst the pigeon, as they say. You got to chase the points, Nick. Got to chase the points. Okay. Got to- <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you're going to get invited to Qatar or. It's uh, a good point. <laughs> Abu Dhabi or any of those places. <laughs> hey, you um, know, we want to turn the radio world upside down. That's what we want to do. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh-huh. Have you got it? Have you managed? So you got the two, three. Well, actually, not upside down. Uh, front to back. Front really. to back. <laughs> east to west. Yeah, east to west. <laughs> west. <laughs> have I got? Sorry. Did you get the two, three, five? Is is that going on right now? Doesn't foul with that, anything. Yeah. Uh, like I said uh, last episode, mm. we got Glenn from Nelvis yep. Alley Mods to modify the intercooler uh, piping, and I haven't had a chance to do any of that because. I think the extra traction is really going to uh, oh, push yeah, the transmission mm-hmm. to the limit. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to happen. I, I think it's important too for me to try and still keep it looking fairly standard because mm-hmm. I tell you what, and I'm not saying that this has happened, yep. but when you drive past a R33 skyline in mm-hmm. a cloud of tie smoke coming from the front of a Camry, smiling at the guy it kind of <laughs> it, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside you know it really 
Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the Nissan owners out there. <laughs> that, but that never happened anyway. That was like no, no of course not, no. because I'm I'm happen, sensible, maybe. and and I wouldn't do anything like that <laughs> ever. Hey Todd, can you give us an update on the Evo? How are you travelling with that? Um, yeah, I've been driving to work a bit, which has been pretty amusing. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you come across a silver R thirty three Skyline as well? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I cannot confirm or deny anything at the moment. You know. <laughs> Let's just say I actually, um, where I'm working at the moment, I end up cutting through the back of Belkata. And mm. we all know that Belkata is the home capital of the world, you know? It is. It, um, is. it says so on my shirt. <laughs> yeah, it, um, you get some funny looks going through the back of Belkata at the speed limit. Let's just put it that way. But, um, <laughs> when you say speed limit, do you mean the speed limit of the car or the speed limit of the road? <laughs> no, I do the speed limit everywhere in that car, you know? Just Especially if you, are you cutting through Jones Street as well? Are you going through? Oh, I cannot confirm or deny that. Is that <laughs> some of the, uh, <laughs> is, is that in case you incriminate yourself? <laughs> yeah. We're not used but, um, to Evos in Belcatta here. We don't have too many Evos. No, it's more of a Rexy if you go down. No, the road, I, mean, I get, I get yeah. a lot of Rexies looking at me and a lot of Focuses. One of the, you know, those. Oh, hmm. yeah. They're but also front-wheel drive. Yeah, <laughs> the front-wheel drive focus ones, the XR5, whatever they're called. The, the, the Torx Steer oh. Monster. <laughs> and Golf GTIs. That's my other new favourite moment, Golf GTIs. Be careful with the Golfs. Oh, I've, there was one that the other day I went, you know, see ya. Well, I, I, I heard it coming and I went, no, no, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can't believe it either. Um, yeah. But those DSG ones yeah. that are tuned, uh, I, I believe that there's a couple that run 11s. Yeah, you know, they, um, I was going to crack a German joke then, but I thought I'd better not, we might lose some of our audience, so they're pretty quick. I'm going to leave it at that, all right? But, but other than that, it, um, it probably comes off the road in the next week or two for some modifications, the Evo, and um, still aiming to do some events on my R2 later this year. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Well, it sounds like we're going to have some events to do, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so the XW, the XW, finally. I haven't, I haven't, haven't even, I haven't laid a spanner on it, but it's ready. I went into the shed the other day and did a full shed clean out, and I'm toying with the idea. I've got that stub, the stub axles and the disc brake front end for Ooh, it. Most of the bits, the big for it. disc brake conversion. Ooh, Listen, mate, you better check with the target rules before you go do yeah. that. <laughs> they might put you in some sort of exhibition class. No, or... no, you can run it in classics. Ask Tony from Tony's Auto Records or whatever. You can run it in the classics now. Uh, no, I think he's. Uh, that's an invitation deal. No, no, he on the classic rules. He can run again. Denver knows it's not best. Like some big stroker engine in that thing. Yeah, mm. in, uh, you're allowed to do run, that. Yeah, get the dust off the XY. Yeah, I know. You'd almost fit, Simon. You'd almost fit. Like no word of a lie. You'd almost you'd almost fit in the classic rules. <laughs> I don't know. That car was never designed to go around corners. In fact, I don't think XW or XY is ever designed no. to go around corners. <laughs> no. Oh, it does it with style. It does it blazing the tires <laughs> off the back. And that's with the oh, yeah, Paul's car. Paul, yeah. yeah. But he loves it. He he yeah. you know, he doesn't go there to win, he's just going there to melt tires, basically. Yeah. I mean, think about it. What events can you do in a car like that and go and carve up on the street and not get arrested? Mm. Yeah, that's, that West. <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's, that's right. Yep. So anyway, that's my dilemma at the moment. Not, it's not a dilemma, but I don't know whether to go the whole, cause I need the booster. I've got it. Sorry. I've got a booster that needs reconditioning 
and I just need the um, the master cylinder. I don't have a master cylinder to suit the disc brake front end. So just if I can get my hands on that, then I might just bite the bullet and change while I'm doing all this pulling the motor out. I may as well do it at the same time. I just think it's I'm a waste sure of time. I'm sure that you can get the master cylinders new. Yeah, yeah, you can do. I'm pretty sure yeah. you can. Well, it's and an ex- the booster, um, I don't know if there's anyone left that rebuilds them. It, it was a, it was an old guy called his nickname was Booster Bob that worked for Repco, and he okay. did all the ones back in the the eighties and nineties when you know we were all fitting them. Mm. Yeah, so I've got the booster, but yeah, it needs a recon. So I might be I might be in trouble there. But anyway, and I've got the booster bracket as well. So I've got all the bits there. I just yeah, I really should probably do it while the engine's out as well. So that's where we're at with the XW. But I haven't actually started anything, just getting all my bits and bobs in line. Now, while we're here talking about um, garage work, one of the guys we interviewed back on episode two of Stories from the Garage, Brendan Franklin, really proud to announce that he has been appointed the radial media he'll be doing the radio media coverage at the track. So hashtag because race car. Yeah. Uh, check he's, him out. he's a top bloke, man. He's a top bloke and, and uh, couldn't have got a better person to do the job. Yeah, most definitely. Really great guy. Very, um, very good with his media stuff and, and editing and whatnot. So I think it's an awesome pick and we're really looking forward to seeing some of the content that will be coming out this year when we eventually get racing. So congratulations, Brendan. Well done. That's a good job. Speaking of stories from the garage, we actually had Adam on uh, the episode that hasn't gone air yet. That'll be going out next Monday. So Adam Ward from the pod filter. Uh, We had a really good old chat. He says to say hello to you guys as well. And, um, may even throw in the old barb here and there. So you have to, you have to <laughs> catch that one. He's got some big news coming out about his podcast, but I'll leave him to, to, to disclose that in, in due course. So he will be coming up with some big news. He's been stuck in Armadale, unfortunately. He hasn't been able to get home to, to um, um, Beverly. But however, as of next weekend, he'll be able to do that. So um, yeah, he's been kind of stuck. But anyway, so thanks. I to thought Adam you were going to say... To you know, like Perth or Bassett. <laughs> or... So surely there's a border at Armadale. Surely. No, no, he was yes, but he was stuck in Armadale, poor bloke. And yeah, he, he, you know, he tried getting over to back, and that's a house. Wasn't able mm. to do so. Couldn't prove that it was essential. So uh, he, he should have. Uh, could have given him a, lawyer, a letter from his employer. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yep that he needs to work from home. But anyway, he um, chose to do the right thing, Adam. And um, yeah, so we shout out to him and we really appreciate that. And just one more shout out. Those you probably can't see. Where am I, What am I doing here? That I'm wearing my uh, Benzines shirt. Yes. Fueled by passion. Johnny is running a special at the moment on his website. So head on over to either his Facebook page, Benzine Detailing, or his website. And he's doing a discount on these shirts and hoodies as well. On the back, there's a picture of um, Mark Happy Williams HQ and also um, Anthony Palazzo's XY and a Lamborghini. I don't know who has that Lamborghini, but I have a feeling I may do, but I don't want to say who it is. Head on over there. He's doing a special discount on the shirts. Is, is that is that because it's an AFL player? 
No, 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 no. I just, I'm not 100% sure if it's actually John's Lamborghini or not. So <laughs> I don't want to say John's surname. I'm, I have a feeling it's his, but I'm not 100% mm. sure. I should have checked with Johnny beforehand. But you can get those shirts. He's discounting them. And all the money goes to the Cancer Council. We were supposed to do the uh, biggest morning tea, which has unfortunately been cancelled. But watch this space. As soon as we can get back to doing events and whatnot, uh, Johnny and the Talking Power team will be collaborating and doing something. What it is, we're not quite sure yet, but we will certainly be doing something. So stay tuned. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's um, another podcast. There you go. Simon, you still with us? If you're out there on the streets and uh, a, a white Camry with an old Italian man with a walking stick <laughs> and beads on his seat pulls up next to you, be careful. <laughs> Just to watch yourself, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. Look, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. All right, Todd, Simon, thanks very much. Thanks for having us, Nick. No worries. See you, Nick. See, See you, mate. Guys. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.